0: Welcome to the One City Church Podcast. Our mission is to help people draw closer to God by practicing the way of Jesus. We hope that your time with us blesses you and that you're able to see the invitations of Jesus to experience the love that He has for you. Good to see you. Good to be here. Um, I love your pastor so much. I love Lalo and Liliana a whole lot. I've um, known Lalo for oh, about seven years, seven years. And I'll never um, doubt God's kindness because Lalo and I did not like each other when we first met. We cannot stand each other. We did not see eye to eye. <laughs> we would constantly clashing and butt heads. And then quickly, because of God's, you know, (laughs) um, reconciliation power, uh, he's one of my favorite people, um, that I've ever gotten to come across. I've learned more from him than really anyone, uh, in my journey at Saddleback where I am right now. And so I just want to take a moment to honor your pastor. So could you give? Your pastor, a little round of applause. <laughs> He's great, and I praise God for him. I've never <laughs> preached in Birkenstocks before, but I got my first ever pedicure just a half hour ago, and it was off the limb. We we thought about it last night. I was like, I'm down to go. I didn't know my feet were supposed to feel this way. It's incredible. So I'm going. I'm going. Go, I'm going to go once a month. This has nothing to do with my message. I just need it to address because I feel like a million bucks. Hands are next, okay? Hands are next. Um, <laughs> but if you could turn your Bibles to uh, Mark chapter 9. We are reading uh, Mark chapter 9, verses 14 to 29. And uh, I believe you guys stand when you read Scripture. So if you guys can stand with me and we'll read this part. Mark chapter 9, Jesus heals a boy with an unclean spirit. I'm reading out of ESV. And when they came to the disciples, they saw a great crowd around them, and scribes arguing with them. And immediately all the crowd, when they saw him, were greatly amazed and ran up to him and greeted him. And he asked, What are you arguing about with them? And someone from the crowd answered him, Teacher, I brought my son to you, for he has a spirit that makes him mute. And whenever it seizes him, it throws him to the ground. And he foams and grinds his teeth and becomes rigid. So I asked your disciples to cast it out, and they were not able. What a snitch, you know what I mean? He's just me. uh, And he answered them, O oh, faithless generation, how long am I to be with you? How long am I to bear with you? Bring him to me. And they brought the boy to him. And when the spirit saw him, immediately convulsed the boy, and he fell on the ground and rolled about foaming at the mouth and Jesus asked his father how long has this been happening to him and he said from childhood and has often cast him into fire and into water to destroy him but if you can do anything have compassion on us and help us and Jesus said to them said to him if you can someone say if you can come on I I, I work with students so I got I'm the I need them to talk back a little bit so say if you can like you mean it yeah if you can, But Jesus took him by the hand and lifted him up, and he arose. And when he had entered the house, his disciples asked him privately, Why could we not cast it out? And he said to them, This kind cannot be driven out by anything but prayer. I believe, but help my unbelief. Oh, you can be seated. God is good? Was that what he said? Praise God. Do you name. I believe, but help my unbelief. That's something that I have been praying for the past year. I believe by help my unbelief. I think it's such an honest prayer. My hope for us as a generation is to be a church who is honest with our prayers. That's a bold prayer. It's like a bold thing to say, I have faith, God, but there's parts of me that I don't have the faith that I need. Lord, there are parts of me that are lacking this belief in this trust, in this rest in you. Would you help me with that? That's an honest prayer. And I want us to be honest with ourselves today and strip away pride and strip away, uh, you know, the knowledge that we think we have about sometimes the situations that we are going through and look at them and say, do I have the faith to believe in a miracle? Do I have the faith that, you know, Jesus isn't just still doing miracles, but he's actually never stopped doing miracles, amen? Amen. He's never stopped doing miracles. He's in the business of miracles. It's his nature. Like, he can't help, but he's a miracle-working God. He makes a way when there's no way. He, He gives you a path when there seems to be none. And I just think, like, I just want to praise God today because, man, he's so good and he's so faithful, and he's the same God yesterday, today, and forever, and the same God. If it's in the Bible, we have access to it. That's what I've learned this year. If it's in the Word of God, I have access to it right now. And I just pray the Holy Spirit works in us today, shows us something new, um, and just reveals to our, our spirit something something fresh. Yeah? Let's pray. Father, thank you so much for this day. Thank you for One City. Thank you for Lalo and Liliana for leading this congregation so well and being so faithful. God, you are so good, you're so kind. We just wanna pause in your presence and say thank you. We wanna be in awe of you, Lord. So do something new in us. Would you give me the words to say? Would you give everyone the ears to hear? Thank you for uh, this day, and just be glorified in everything I say. Everybody said, amen. So, once again, my name is Jason. I had the privilege of working uh, with Lalo for um, quite a few years at Saddleback, and I took uh, over his old role. And so, um, you know, the past few years, he's really been a mentor to me and it really helped me shape a dependency and a posture that really set me up for this past year that, of the testimony I'm going to give um, of an expectancy to receive God's best and receive what he's, he clearly has for me. And um, I've loved, I'm a student pastor. I work with students and I, I love them. I adore them. Um, the, I think my favorite part right now is how much my students love me. And This is my wife, Amanda they love uh our two-year-old so much like every sunday in ssm um oh voice crack um every sunday he comes up before uh he goes to uh, saddleback kids uh, the kids ministry and he's playing with a foosball table standing on a chair he's on he's on the drums he's doing everything and the students love it it's free babysitting honestly for like a good 30 minutes and it's incredible i love it so much but he is in the stage they call it the terrible twos, right? He uh, is figuring out his voice, you know, getting a little louder, learning what he's into. He's really into cars right now, like Lightning McQueen. Uh, so that's a big theme in our house. Uh, he's been bugging his mom to go to the beach all week and uh, loves the beach. I'm a pool guy, you know, I'm Indian, so like I didn't really love the whole sun situation growing up. Just give me a pool. You got the bathroom, you know what I mean? You don't have to be searching for like the beach bathroom. You get sand everywhere. Uh, but he loves the beach. He, uh, that's how I know he's, he's half. He's half Amanda. <laughs> that's the that's the white side of him coming out. He just loves the beach. But he goes to the beach uh, this week, and man, I he loves to go far into the water, like far. Like he just wants to keep walking. I don't think he understands that the farther you go, he's gonna go under. So we have to put him in swim lessons. Unfortunately, we uh, we missed the the deadline to put him in, but. Next season, we're definitely gonna enroll him. But I remember when I was in swim lessons growing up, because I was the same way. I really wanted to learn how to swim, and I couldn't. I didn't know how to tread water. Um, some of us still don't. <laughs> but uh, I, I, I really wanted to learn how to swim. And I had a picture, this is me and my sister at swim lessons at the, at the start of the day. We were so happy, look at this. I got the Barney towel. This is like, my, my sister took an early dip too. You know, I, I'm, I, my hair is nicely done. I should have known that this kid behind me is petrified, you know what I mean? I did not see his face before, I didn't even know, but that should have been a sign of things to come. So I'm all excited to go swimming. I'm about to learn and man, my sister is doing these backstrokes like a swan and I can't even leave the wall. I'm like, I can't do this. I'm I'm flapping my arms around, I can't do anything at all, the instructor's like, Hey, Jason, you just got to breathe. You got to breathe in and breathe out slowly. I'm trying. I'm flapping my arms. She's like, no, 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 Jason, you, you can float. You just have to believe that you can float. Okay, Mother Goose, like nice little nursery rhyme. What does that mean? She's like, everyone can float. You just have to believe you can. So how I many you guys, you know, everyone can float. Our lungs, this is, how, this is how treading water works. Our lungs, the more we breathe in and breathe out, our lungs work like a balloon. So the more we breathe in and breathe out and as we rest, we'll naturally float to the surface because the water we're in is a lot more dense than our bodies. And so every one of us can float. Every single one of us. I did not know this. And so I tried. I was like, I'll try. Let me try your strategy. And this is how it went. Not very good. You know what I mean? I did not it did not go well. I'm not happy. I'm not satisfied with my my lesson but i'd say that today because you have to believe it to receive it i did not believe i could float i didn't want to believe i can float i refused to believe i can float this instructor i just met this woman 10 minutes ago she's telling me to just look at the sky and like <laughs> sink to the bottom of the pool I do not trust those words. I'm looking at the word of God. I'm looking at what Jesus tells us. And some of his promises, man, we have to believe it to receive it. And I think we need to ask ourselves today, God, do I believe your promises? And do I believe you'll make a way when there's no way? Do I believe that you'll never leave me nor forsake me? You know, do I believe everything you say about me? The truth that you speak of in my life, like my identity, like do I really believe this? And I just like, I'm learning this, that he's, the more we believe in revival for our city, for Costa Mesa, for Orange County, for our state of California, like, man, I want to believe that there's revival and a fresh move of the spirit. But how many of you guys know revival only starts uh, when renewal happens in, each, in every one of us? We have to be in a posture of saying, God, I believe it, but help my unbelief. I wanna believe it, I wanna receive your word, I wanna receive your truth. But man, I wanna be honest, there's parts of me that don't believe. There's parts of me that's struggling right now to believe that you're even good, maybe you're, you're even listening. To believe that you're kind and you're faithful because some of us are going through things that are so hard and so frustrating and so they're so gutting to us but man do i believe that god's best is still ahead do i believe that god's best is actually really ahead i love this metaphor of rest you guys have been talking about sabbath for uh, a few weeks now, and there's a, there's a scholar that kind of translate in the New Testament, especially in the Gospel of John, that rest um, can really, like, when, anytime they use the word belief in the New Testament, it can often be translated to rest, trust, confidence, have, uh, being convinced of, and just really just this, this posture of rest. And a newer scholar really believes that a modern translation of resting in God is, uh, is really just relaxing in God. And it's, 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 it's a funny way, you know, when you think of relaxing, it's like you go home from work, some of us lay on the couch, you put on the TV, you know, you're doing something like leisure activities to give you rest. But man, like, this promise of God come to me, all who are weary, and I will give you rest. What are we resting in? What are we relaxing in? If I'm relaxing on things that are fickle and not going to last, man, that, I, let me tell you today, that's not true rest. Am I relaxing in the promises of God? Am I relaxing in His word and His hands? God, I know you do miracles. Like, am I relaxing in that? Am I resting in that? And I think, like, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking through my past year that I've had of learning uh, more about this dependency of God. And um, I want to uh, title a message today, Don't Miss the Blessing. Can you say that out loud? Don't miss the blessing. Don't miss the blessing. And I'm, I'm reminded of this story. Uh, you can turn to Acts chapter 3 if you have your Bible. Um, yeah, just a short little passage. This is, um, this is Peter and John. They're going to the temple, and they're about to heal this lame man. And so Acts chapter 3, it says, Now Peter and John were going up to the temple at the hour of prayer, the ninth hour, and a man lame from birth was being carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple that is called the Beautiful Gate, to ask alms of those entering the temple. That's just money. Seeing Peter and John about to go in the temple, he asked to receive alms. And Peter directed his gaze at him, as did John, and said, Look at us. And he fixed his attention on them, expecting to receive something from them. But Peter said, I have no silver and gold, but what I do have I give to you. In the name of Jesus Christ, Nazareth, 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 rise up and walk. And he took him by the right hand and raised him up, and immediately his feet and ankles were made strong. And leaping up, he stood and began to walk and entered the temple with them walking and leaping and praising God, walking and leaping and praising God. And all the people saw him walking and praising God. Don't miss the blessing. This lame man, he's lame from birth. I, I'm, I'm assuming he's like at, at his very least, maybe 20s, 30s. At the very least, he's been, at, he's been lame in that situation that he can't walk um, for at least 15, 20 years right? We can all agree. And he's at, outside this gate, this temple gate. uh, Hebrew and Jewish custom, you go to the temple to pray three times a day, 6 a.m., 9, and 12. So this is the third hour, they said? Um, Ninth hour? Three times a day, he knows people who love Jesus, love the Lord, are coming to meet him in the temple and pray. So he's exposed to so many people, every single day, hundreds, thousands of people every single day. But somewhere along the line, he gave up on his miracle. He's just asking for money. He's asking for something that doesn't last. He doesn't, instead of believing in a miracle working God who, this Jesus, he just defeated the grave. He just resurrected. This is not too long after. And he gives up on his miracle. That's kind of telling of how our faith works sometimes. We expect so little of God, we settle for way less, and what do do we do? We just call it life. We expect so little of God, we, we settle for less, and we call it life. I don't want that kind of faith. I don't want to miss out on the blessing. I want to keep praying for God's best, no matter what happens, and I don't want to miss the blessing. I don't want to be like this lame man and, and just be in a situation where I'm so exposed to the glory of God and the miracles of God and the wonder working power of God and not be in a posture to receive it, not be in a posture to believe it. There's been times this year where I have struggled, uh, with what's to come. And I want to share a little bit of my testimony today. Um, so when I was younger, I was nine years old. My dad, he passed away suddenly in his sleep. Um, we had no idea how, we had no idea how he was 40 at the time. I thought it was ancient. Your boy's 31. So it's not too far away. Uh, it's not, he was very young. Um, and he passed away suddenly suddenly in his sleep. My mom, uh, You know, she turned into a single mother with five kids, the oldest being 11, the youngest being just a little over one years old. And it turned our life upside down. My mom said, I don't like what you're doing, Lord, but you're sovereign, I'm gonna trust you. she really set the foundation of our our whole life. And there's been so many times in my life that she has been my Aaron and her holding up my hands. And she's been my Moses interceding for me as Joshua's facing his battle on the promised land. She's been that warrior for me. And I'm so grateful, but yes, yeah, so my dad passes away and his dad actually passed away in the same way uh, when he was 32. When it, um, so my grandpa, 32 years old, passes away. My dad at 40. We had no idea how. We just had no idea how. Um, we just called it God's timing. But it was just kind of weird not having that closure of what happened. All my life, I would get these uh, bad migraines. They uh, really started picking up like uh, middle of high school, but these things would be so debilitating that I would just have to lay in a dark room and sleep for hours. Sometimes like I would come back home at 2 p.m. and I'd be in bed until like 9, 10, 11 at night, just sleeping, trying to get rid of this migraine. It was so bad and sometimes I would even throw up and it was it was really hard. And I, I found out I was allergic uh, to uh, gluten. I had this condition called celiac. And it's this genetic thing that, man, it's the worst, man. No pizza, you know, no burgers, nothing. And even if I got t- like close, if I touched, if I gave someone a handshake and they just had a tortilla, I would get sick and I would get a bad migraine. Um, so I found out that I was celiac and then also allergic to dairy. I'm like, Lord, what are you doing? Not me. Why are you forsaking me? I'm like, why are you doing this right now? I love. I'm the guy that I love milk so much that if I had ice cream, I need a cup of milk to drink it with. I just like milk. I'm sorry. I still do to this day. And um, yeah, this is just like it was the worst. I was like, oh, this is so bad. I I can't believe I'm allergic to this. Um, about six years ago, we found out uh, how my dad passed away. It's this condition, um, called cardiomyopathy. Basically the left side of his heart wasn't, uh, functioning properly. It wasn't pumping enough blood out. So over time he got heavier and failed. We found out it's genetic. Uh, my dad had it, his dad had it. That's how they passed away. I'm one of five siblings and we all got our hearts checked out. The four of them got cleared. They found out that I have this genetic condition. Six years ago, I, uh, six years ago, five years ago, uh, I had surgery to put in a defibrillator in my chest. Uh, Been on medication morning and night. Um, Basically, it slows my heart rate down so every pump is stronger. And uh, the defibrillator, in case something happens, it'll kick in and hopefully jumpstart my my heart back to functioning. So this is all happening. And I'm just like, Lord. (laughs) give me a little break, you know, <laughs> at least give me the pizza, you know, I'll take the heart, <laughs> give me the pizza, <laughs> I can even have the burger, it was hard, but I'm like, you know what, Lord, I know, I know who you are, I've seen you do miracles before, I know who you are, I know your nature, but I realized, me and my wife, we realized we weren't praying for a miracle, we, we just kind of accept, we accepted it, because, we're, you know, like, God's will, I don't know, like, thorn in my side i don't know if i go up to someone who has no faith in jesus and i ask him can i pray for you can i pray for healing over you they'd most probably say sure if if there's a god i'm sure he can do a miracle if there's a god if i go up to a christian hey can i pray for healing over you sometimes a lot of times you know if it's god's will God's will if I pray for healing and it doesn't happen it's not my fault if it does happen it's not my glory so I might as well just try and pray for a miracle for someone and man like I remember I, uh, I had a mentor pray over me a couple years ago two three years ago and he this is right when I got diagnosed with the celiac and no more pizza no more burgers you know what I mean no or milkshakes sorry chick fil a um, he's praying over me and Amanda. And he's prophesying over us, and he says, "You know, Jason, the celiac thing's not a lifelong thing. Like, God's going to heal, heal you of this." I'm like, "Amen." You know, receive it. You know? I didn't really take too much consideration into it. I'm just like, "Cool, sweet." Name of Jesus. You know, I, I was like, "Sure, that sounds great." He goes one further and he says, "And your heart, your heart's going to get healed." I'm just like. Sure. I, I realized I was in not in the moment looking back I was this lame man asking for alms missing the blessing giving up on the miracle forgetting the nature of Jesus forgetting the nature man we look at the Bible it's like did did Jesus really walk on water it sounds a little crazy you know what I mean stormy night okay maybe Jesus Peter, really? You really think he walked in water? You really think he got a couple loaves of bread from mothers and fed 5000 people? Two fish? I don't think so. We th- we we do this in our minds like did that really happen? Maybe back then. Let me tell you this. If you can get past the first like 10 verses in the Bible of God creating the universe in 6 days, everything else is child's play. I'm sorry. Everything else is possible. I think I think we can all agree. If he can create the world, I'm pretty sure he can he can muster up a miracle. And so I'm this lame man. I'm just not believing. And um, it was uh, a little over a year ago, uh, December of uh, 21, and we we're you know this, we we're having a we we're making tacos after service for um, our members. And, you know I can have corn tortillas. And I can throw down some tacos, you know what I mean? Seven, eight, nine, keep coming, you know what I mean? And um, so I'm eating tacos. I mean, like literally eight of them. After uh, service, I was like, "Hey, I'm gonna get another taco." And you guys know John Holgan, He he was making the tacos. Like John, can I get another, another taco? He's like, "Yeah, sure." And he gives me this taco. I'm eating it. It's delicious. I'm eating it. I'm like, "Man, this this is a good taco." <laughs> like, hang on. This is this is better than the first ones. Okay, this is a little too good. Oh, man, I think this is flour. Oh, oh no. I go out to uh, ask John. I'm like, hey, John, is this or uh, flour tortilla? He's like, it's flour. I'm like, cool, sweet, 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 sweet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want to make him feel bad. But in my head, I'm like, there goes my Monday. I'm going to be sick the whole day. And his son, Johnny, dad, he's allergic. He's going to be sick tomorrow. I'm like, hey, no, no, it's fine. In Jesus' name, you know, I'll be fine. In my head, there goes my Monday. Literally one tortilla, (laughs) like that's it. Give me a break. The next Monday, I'm fine, no headache. I'm like, sweet. Thanks, Laura, like thanks for holding the headache. You can hold the sun in the air, in the sky. You can hold the headache. Hopefully it comes on at 10 p.m. I'll go to sleep, you know what I mean? And I'm fine, no headache. A week later, uh, a couple students dared me to (laughs) eat some donuts and so I did. I peer pressured into it. I'm like, oh, whatever. There goes my There goes my Monday. Completely fun. Then I'm just like, okay, there's no way. Donut? The tortilla? Maybe, maybe John didn't know what he's talking about. Sorry, John, if you're listening to this, I'm sorry. <laughs> you know, maybe he was just actually corn. He actually had no idea. But donuts, Krispy Kreme? That's gluten in dairy. You can't fake that one. So I go up to me and I'm like, this kind of sounds crazy. I think I'm healed. She's like okay but like let's not go crazy let's let's test it first i'm like girl is one way to test it go to chipotle get a big burrito sour cream cheese i ate that thing no headache no nothing whatsoever go to in and out double double animal style chopped chilies grilled that you know everything and i'm going crazy i'm like i'm healed i know this for sure to uh to uh, like a month before this we had my son's first birthday party and everyone's doing like these charcuterie boards these days, right? And I have the sad little gluten-free section for me. It tastes like cardboard, you know what I mean? My cousin, she comes out to me, she say, like, hey, I'm so sorry, you have, to, you have to eat this. And I was like, no, it's fine. Even if I was healed, I wouldn't fully go back. You know, the health benefits, you know, like, better shape, you know what I mean? She's like, hey, when you're healed. And I was like, oh, yep, when I'm healed, I was. And for some reason when she said it, I remember her saying this for the past few years. Hey, when you're healed, when you're healed. I don't know why, for some reason, it clicked for me this time. I go home and me and Amanda talk, we're like, hey, I I haven't, we haven't prayed for healing. Other than when it first happened, when I got diagnosed and when I found out my heart after the surgery, we've never prayed for healing. I didn't even think that this doesn't have to be the end of the story. I just assume that that's this is my this is my testimony how many of you guys know the story's never over as long as the Lord's in it so I like I know I'm healed but like no shadow of a doubt I go to sleep that night it's December 31st I wake up like 4 a.m. New Year's Day I have this dream in the dream I hear the Lord's voice so clearly I was like, I think I'm healed. I think I'm healed. He says, Of course you're healed. Like, don't wait. In the dream, before I heard the Lord's voice, I, I, man, I had been praying for a dream of my dad for the past like 20 years and nothing. I think I had one when I was 11, one when I was like 12. Man, I haven't heard it, uh, heard his voice. And sometimes I forget how he sounds. I had to go look at home videos and, I remember, but man, it's, it's, I was asking the Lord, can I, I just want to dream of my dad. I had this dream and in the dream, I, this voice says to me, I'm like saying like, I, I think I'm healed. I think I'm healed. And he says, well, that's why we named you, uh, what we named you. Your name means healer. And when I heard that, I knew it was my dad's voice. And then I, re- I remembered my, you know, when I don't know if your parents had those magnets in the fridge, your, your name meaning, you know what I mean? Jason means healer. And I always knew that, but I forgot. And before I can even process that I'm having a dream of my dad, I turn around and I hear the Lord's voice. And he says, this gift is not meant to stay with you, it's to bless others. And then I woke up. And I'm like four in the morning, I'm all sweaty, I got hot and bothered. I feel like compelled to just like lay hands and pray with people, I know I'm healed. And I'm telling everyone I'm healed. I know I'm healed, and guess what? I just know God's going to heal my heart next. I just know it for some reason. I just know He's going to heal my heart. I don't know where the faith came from, but I was so positive. And three weeks later, that's exactly what happened. Heart condition confirmed by a cardiologist. There's no sign that my heart function's normal. I don't. I stopped taking the medication. I remember in the morning. Of the day I got healed, even the night before actually, I told the man, I was like, hey, like, this is gonna sound crazy. I'm not gonna take my medication tonight. I really believe the Lord's gonna heal my heart this weekend. Telling this to your wife is, you don't know how it's gonna go, you know? She looks at me and she goes, great, don't do it. I'm like, oh, okay, sweet. We're good. That was the first step. And the next day, uh, we were at a conference in was one of those things, a thousand people there. Preacher just calls it out right there. Someone with your left ventricle, can you stand up? You're going to be healed today. I'm just sobbing. I'm weeping. I just knew it. Like I was like, God, you spoke to me. Like I heard your voice. This is incredible. And after that, I was just like craving to hearing God's voice. I have to hear you, Lord. I have to hear. It's, 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 and people ask me, what it sound, I don't know what it sounded like, it just sounded so familiar, that's all I can say. So gentle, so familiar, I have to hear that voice. And I was healed. And I remember I was telling every single person that year, the times I had been healed. I've been, I was telling everyone what God did at the beginning of the year, all year. But I wanna, I wanna remind you today I don't want to make the mistake of thinking God's best is behind me. Like, look at the Israelites, right? They, they get freed from the promise, that from Egypt. They're thankful. You know, they're so grateful. And then, oopsie, they're under attack, and they're like, oh my gosh, like, what are we going to do now? We're going to die. You know? <laughs> he delivers them. Then they get hungry, and then they get cranky, and then they complain again. God delivers them from that. They somehow forget, and it's over and over and over again. And they they even uh, have a moment. They're like, oh, man, like he, he took it out of he took us out of Egypt. But that's the best he can do. Like that's the best he can do for us. You look at a car when you're driving. The biggest, the biggest wind like piece of, you know, the biggest object you're looking through is the windshield. And then the smallest little thing is the rear view mirror. If if an alien saw a car, had no idea how to work it, just the way it's functioned, they would be able to know, I'm supposed to be looking forward and glancing back. I'm supposed to be focused on where I'm going and glancing back. If I'm looking back the entire time, there's no way I'm going to see where I'm going. If I'm constantly focusing on the past, I'm not going to see where I'm headed say it like this if you keep looking at the past you won't be you won't be able to see where you're headed you got to look away from the past you got to look intently in the present you got to look expectantly in the future look away from the past look intently in the present look expectantly to the future what does that mean when you have a healing testimony I want to talk about it all the time you know Let's talk about it. I'll talk, I'll talk to anybody about it. Want to get some pizza? You know what I mean? <laughs> want to get some burgers? I'll talk to anybody. Man, I do not want to make the mistake of thinking, man, God's best is behind me. So, it was the best year. Best year ever. I'm living in this reality that Jesus' the resurrection power is still alive and well. It's never stopped. And this is like, transforming my faith and me and my wife's faith. Um, It's the same year that we were trying to have another baby and it wasn't happening. We're just like, what? It's the best year ever. And then how do you, it's just weird. It was just this weird tension. And uh, Amanda actually, uh, bless you, She had her third miscarriage uh, two days before Christmas, just a month ago. And this one was tough because, you know, we went to the seven, eight week ultrasound and you go in the room. I'd never been to a ultrasound before because of COVID last time. And I don't know what I'm supposed to look for, but. I'll never forget hearing Amanda say, you know, is there no baby? And I'm just feeling so like cold and uh, like hopeless. And I was just like, what do I do with that? And it's just weird because we were in the Advent season, right? What is Advent? It means the arrival. And really right now we're living between two arrivals. of Jesus and the second coming of Jesus on one hand I have this hope and joy and expectancy joy of the world and on the other hand I have this aching for the restoration of all things until Jesus comes back how do you how do you walk with that that's what we kind of felt we're like God I have this like I have this testimony I have this story that you've given me I'm healed you told me to go and not keep it to myself and don't waste this blessing, but to heal people in my hands and, and do the same. So what do I do with that? I'm like, God, I've seen you do it before. What do we do now? And so we are praying for a miracle. We are praying, we are praying, we are praying for a miracle uh, to finish off the year. I was like, God, you, you started the year with a miracle. I know, I know you can end it with a miracle. And uh, it didn't happen. It didn't happen. Um, couple weeks ago we found out that uh, it's a little bit more serious and uh, it's just like man it's just it feels like things keep happening that's just like ah we already I, I feel like I'm just taking one on the chin like I'm kicked when I'm down and a little bit more serious of a condition it's just like God what are you doing where are you and it's so interesting how we started the year just like mind blown. Thank you, Lord, for your healing power. And we finished here like, God, why have you forsaken me? Our prayers were Psalm 22, is why have you forsaken me? And then it quickly turns into, oh, you've never forsaken me. You're faithful. You're good. You're kind. I remember the morning of our ultrasound, I ran into a friend and she was like, hey, how funny your ultrasound. I'm so excited for you. I was like, yes, like, isn't God so kind to allow this to happen before the end of the year, like we were asking for. And then two hours later we found out that wasn't, the, the, uh, the pregnancy wasn't gonna continue. Does that make the Lord less kind? Not at all. He's kind, that's who he is. Like Jesus isn't magically healer because I'm healed. Jesus is healer, that's who he is, it's his character, that's what he does, out of his love for me, he healed me. I don't know how it works, but all I know is that he's done it before, I know he can do it again. So no matter what I'm going to face, I have to pray for a miracle, I have to. We're in the middle of a 21-day fast, and it's been the hardest 21 days ever. I feel like we just keep seeing all these things like, man, miscarriage, it's going to be more serious, all these different procedures. And on top of it, I'm fasting from sugar. I was healed for your year, people. Creme brulee. You know what I mean? And cookies. I don't Anything. I mean, it's so hard. It's so hard. Amanda had a procedure a couple of weeks ago uh, for the miscarriage and, and, and everything like that. And while she was under... Uh, I went to go get her favorite cookies from this bakery. It was the hardest 12 minutes of my life driving from the cookie shop to go pick her up. She's eating these cookies, you know what I mean? So tomorrow, the fast breaks, and guess where we're going to go. Guess, go ahead, guess. We're going to the bakery. I'm getting those cookies. Amanda is a cereal baker. She literally, like, bakes all the time. And it's so funny, because like when I was growing up, I would always love my mom baking, baking stuff. You know, she would like, hey, you can help me, Chase, But you know, don't open the oven when it's cooking. Don't tell, don't tell a little boy not to do something. You know, it's right there. I open the oven. Hey, hey, don't open that. I was like, why? And what happens when you open the oven? What happens? It falls, right? When you close it, what happens? It rises. Isn't it funny? In the same room that you're in as a kitchen. The oven is constructed in the same room, but it's constructed in such a way that it causes things to rise because of the heat, because of the circumstances. I don't know how long we're going to be in the season of waiting for the next miracle, waiting for a baby, waiting for God. This isn't the end of my story. I've never struggled with anxiety before and I have this past month because of everything. And I'm just like, God, why I feel pressure in my chest, like these weird things in my head. It's just like, I can't breathe sometimes. Why? I, 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 I am an optimistic guy. (laughs) Like I never, I have never struggled with this before. I have no idea how long, but man, I'm fine with the door being closed. I've seen him I've seen too much. You cannot talk me off the ledge of believing in a miracle. I've just seen too many. And I just remember, like I just remember like growing up I would even now, sometimes still, Amanda's making brownies. I would want to be a good helper, right? Ask my mom, Hey, what do you uh what are you gonna do with the batter after you're done? She's like, I'm just gonna put it in the sink, wash it. I'm like, I'll wash it for you, mom. You know how you you know how I'm going to wash the bowl, you know? You know what I mean? You know what I mean? The batter is not the finished product. It's, it's not the cake. But you can taste what's about to come. You can taste what's going to come. And man, I've just tasted and I've seen what God can do. And he's just not done yet. His best is never behind you. It's always ahead of you. It's always ahead of you. Like even this baking thing, it's a a current activity for future implications, for future results. And sometimes we're so focused on the current state. We're just not even looking ahead. We're looking behind us in the present. God, I just want the vision for you to tell me where to go. Like light up my next step. I don't even need to see the whole thing. Just tell me where to go. And he'll do it. He's kind enough to do that. He's so kind. Faith is, it's seeing the invisible and believing the impossible. It's, it's seeing the invisible and believing the impossible. I know you can do it, God. So would you do it again? I believe, but help my unbelief. I want that kind of faith. I don't want to miss out on the blessing because I don't have that kind of faith. And here's the thing. I had that faith in the beginning of the year. There have been times the rest of the 11 months that I didn't have that faith. Why? Because God gives you that faith. So if you don't have faith, all we have to do is ask and reach out and grab it. Trust me, he's kind enough to meet you there. He's kind enough to meet you there, no matter what the circumstances is. And you might be upset that he's holding, he's telling you not to open the oven door. He might be a little impatient. But man, your situation is constructed in such a way that it's causing you to rise. You just have to have the faith and the vision to see it. That's what faith is. It's seeing the invisible, believing the impossible. I want to close with this. If God's given you a dream in your heart, if it's a God dream, sometimes a God dream that God's given in your heart Man, sometimes it won't be fulfilled in your lifetime, but it'll be fulfilled in your lifeline. Do you have the faith? Do we have the dreams that are so big enough that it'll take generations to fulfill? Generations to fulfill. Do I have the faith in in dreams? Lord, give me this faith that's so big that, man, it's going kind to of bless generations. My children, my children's children. So I remember I used to wake up in the morning, I would tiptoe 6 a.m. trying to go to the bathroom. My mom, I don't want to wake her up at 6 a.m. She's already an hour into her prayer time at the foot of her bed. As a little boy, I didn't think anything of it. But she was my, she was my Aaron and my, and my her. She was holding up my hands, interceding for me, and because of her faithfulness, I am where I am today because people have been praying and believing and expecting that miracle. And man, I want to do the same. I want to do the same for my, my son. I want to do the same for you. God's best is never behind us. It's always ahead of us. And I really believe it. I really believe that it's, he's too good to not believe. Help my unbelief. It's an honest prayer, right? It's a really honest prayer. But I hope we can be so courageous and so bold to be able to say, you know what, Lord, I'm lacking. Would you just give me the faith that I need to believe for this? Can I pray for you? God, we just want to pause in your presence. God, thank you for resurrection power. Thank you that the same power that rose Jesus from the grave is the same power living inside of us right now, Lord. It's running through our veins. Holy Spirit, thank you for empowering us to to go and do the same. You say that we will do even greater things that you did, Jesus. So would you just give us the confidence, give us the faith to be able to, to just not be able to help ourselves, but go and say, I have to heal the sick. I have to cast out demons. You told us to do this, Lord. Just give us the confidence and the boldness to do it. God, you're so good. Thank you for being kind, always. Thank you for being faithful. Thank you for being provider. Lord, would you just give us a fear of God in our life that's, we have such an awe and reverence for you that it just takes us from behavior modification to life transformation in your name, Jesus. Lord, thank you for resurrection power. Thank you for the wonder-working God that you are. We want to praise you for everything you're doing at One City. We know the best yet to come. God, I love you so much. Thank you for this opportunity. Pray for everyone in this room. You're so good. You're so kind. Be glorified today. We love you. And if you believe it today, everybody said, amen. amen. Thank you.